Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Welcome back, podcast and Amplify family. So today I'm super, super excited because we have a very special guest, Daisy Lopez. She is a client attraction and messaging coach, and she's the creator of the Profitable Presence Framework, where she helps skilled coaches unleash their voice online through irresistible content that fills their four-figure offers. She's also the host of the Liberated Latina podcast. And she's all about just uplifting a woman of color entrepreneurs. And on the, her podcast, she shares results. She has really actually intimate episodes, which I love um, that are just like jam-packed full of wisdom. And she's my coach. So I have a front row seat to all of her brilliance. And we've been working together over the past several months. It's been freaking amazing. I can't say enough about it, but she's here today to talk to us about embodiment. We'll get into that, but welcome Daisy. Uh, It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. And it's just such a, it's such a cool experience to be able to come on and and not just be your coach, but to be able to come on to your platforms and kind of see you and your leadership is just so beautiful. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I feel like I've been waiting for this conversation. So just some behind the scenes inside. I booked all my interviews, most of them, I book about 85% of them up front, did them all. And then I leave some space, right? Some like play room because this is a great creative process. And I was like, you know what, the right people will come to me, the right idea will come to me. And then of course, this topic of embodiment, and you and the stars aligned. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is why I I hold out and wait for (laughs) the perfect fit. It was also so beautiful, the timing of it, because when you messaged me to if I would be interested in coming on and talking about embodiment, I had just finished a it was like a 20 or 40 minute breathwork session with my own um, somatic mentor. So it was just so cool that I literally got out of that session, opened up Voxer and I was like, oh my gosh, of course, I'm a hell yes to that. So just so perfect. Yeah, all, all in alignment, which is how we like it here. I wanted to talk with you about embodiment because I am a notorious overthinker, as you know, as most people in my life know. Um, And so I think probably at the beginning of last year, or sorry, the end of last year, I started kind of being more aware of the idea of embodiment. I kind of kept hearing it and hearing it come up and you definitely talk about it a lot. So I think that was actually a lot of the reason why I decided to work with you actually, because while I am an overthinker, I am also very intuitive. So something about it rang true to me, but I just didn't have any experience, kind of knowledge around it. And so I kept listening to people, listening to you, just trying to get those nuggets. Like, what is this whole embodiment business? 
Yes. <laughs> that feels very foreign. So that's why I wanted to have you here today because you are so great at it. You incorporate so much of that into our sessions, into your sort of methodology. And I think it's been, I know it's been so empowering for me, so impactful. So I want to start at the basics, like what is the theory behind embodiment for people who, who people like me, who didn't really know anything about it? Absolutely. So first off, it's totally normal. I hear that all the time from clients like, oh, I'm just such an overthinker. I'm an overanalyzer. I tend to make things a lot harder on myself. I tend to complicate things. Um, and I just want to offer the fact that a lot of us are inherently so intuitive. That is our, our natural state. We are natural born attractors. What happens though, as we all know, is that as we go through life, there are certain experiences and, and honestly, overthinking is a trauma response. Like it's something that we are doing to keep ourselves safe. Um, and along the way, we go through experiences where maybe we've lost trust in ourselves, in just higher power, in family members. So it's totally normal to find yourself in that almost in that wiggle room of man i tend to be such an overthinker i'm a very much an overanalyzer of everything and yet be interested in like but i know that i'm i'm intuitive i know that i've I, in my life i've predicted things or felt things that i knew wasn't right and then that ended up being true so when we think about embodiment really what embodiment is is taking intangible concepts such as abundance joy overflow right? Um, any of those radiance, magnetism, any of those intangible concepts. And what we do is that we make it tangible through our bodies. That is how we allow ourselves to create that lived experiences of these intangible things via our body. Because if we think about it, everything that we experience and everything that we want to experience, our body is the vehicle. That's how we are able to experience life is through the feeling of it, right? We want a fully booked coaching business. Why? Because you're going to feel a certain way about it, right? When you think about abundance, you think about how it feels in your body. It lights you up. It might feel like relaxation. It might feel like safety. It might feel like whatever that is. So embodiment is really the bridge to taking these intangible things that we can't quite put our, our, our arms around and integrating that into the body because that's how that your 3D reality, what you see on a daily basis has no other choice, but to match you in that. I don't know where I heard this, but the fact that our body knows first, right? Like our body really does. If we're paying attention, you know, our body feels it on that, that physical level. And then our mind catches up, but it very much feels the opposite because I think most of us are used to tuning out those physical cues of how we feel. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, it being sort of a trauma response. Yeah, I, I think it's, and if you think about our roles as women historically, I mean, we've really been shamed out of being in our bodies. And I know for me, I grew up in a very conservative um, Cuban household and like, it was just like, very much you have, we had to walk around. As soon as we left our rooms, we had to be like fully clothed and talking about any sort of bodily things was just like taboo, let alone sex. Like we, I think it's just as women, we've been so, we've been conditioned to be out of our bodies and really live from the neck up. 
really live in an overly logical, practical, overthinking everything to fit into the more masculine dominated world. So totally, it's it's very much a, a rewiring process that we get to do through embodiment to reconnect to our bodies. Because like I said, that's really the vehicle to get anything you want. Yeah, that's such a great point that, you know, we have to acknowledge that it is part of conditioning for women. And I think really most women, you know, maybe they even grew up in a free sort of house where, you know, their bodies were more accepted. And then you think about society and all of the sort of shame and things that we just have to look out for and be aware of as women. I want to take a little step back. I know we talked about this before I hit record. The difference between embodiment and somatic work, I think I was thinking they were interchangeable, but you had a more accurate breakdown of that. Yeah. So luckily, and super fortunately, I think somatic work is definitely picking up some more mainstream exposure, which is amazing. So when we talk about somatic work, soma means of the body. So somatic work is anything that allows you to process fears, doubts, traumas through your body versus mindset, which is a lot more of just working with your thoughts, right? So we've all been in that type of maybe environment or course or program where it's all about changing your thoughts in order to create different results. And that's super powerful. However, whereas mindset used to be like the hidden, like the secret, um, like the secret superpower in a lot of programs, like, oh, you have strategy, now you need mindset. Yes, but now what I'm finding is mindset is very much becoming the the, the block where, again, we're overly relying on processing things through the brain. Whereas when we go into somatic work relating to the body, that's where we're able to process all of those different emotions. So somatic work is kind of like the umbrella term. Embodiment is a way to incorporate more somatic work into your practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And you're mentioning of mindset work versus, not versus, but highlighting the difference between that and embodiment. You reminded me that, oh, that's that was why I leaned more into embodiment and was following you more because you were talking about that distinction and how sometimes just doing the mindset work and like positivity, it can just be sort of a surface level sort of band-aid thing. And the embodiment allows you to go deeper. That's my sense of it. And that has been my experience, but I, I really appreciated that approach. So can you give some examples of embodiment practices, things that you use with your clients? Yeah, a super simple one, but so effective. This was kind of a practice that allowed me to get more into embodiment and really see the magic in how my reality met me is, and I'm going to use the she pronoun, but anyone can use pronouns that they identify with, but just allowing yourself to play with she who must be. So if you want to be more magnetic online, if you want to attract more clients, why don't you play with she who must be magnetic? How does she show up in the world? How does she sit? How does she walk? How does she coach? How does she talk about her offers? How does she how does she relax? How does she take care of herself? That is what's going to allow you to 
play and allow your body to take that type of form and that type of shape. So that's literally you using your body as the vehicle to be more of the woman that has the reality that you want versus sitting there trying to force your brain to think thoughts because sometimes that, that doesn't quite feel as tangible. So that's a really practical one. Um, for me, a big story that I've been working on more and more with my own somatic mentor is being seen. So I've had a story all my life that I'm just not seen, that I'm not worthy of being seen. So for me, it was she who must be seen, she who must be respected, she who must be adored, like things like that really juiced me up. So what I noticed was that as I started embodying that more, my reality met me with opportunities of people wanting to have me come on their platforms with obviously clients coming to me with people just telling me, Hey, I see you. Like, I love your vibe. I just love your content. So it's, it, this is a real thing. <laughs> if our brain wants to be like, it's too simple. It is so powerful. I, I promise you try it for oh, two weeks at least, and you'll see the difference and you'll feel the difference. Yeah. I love that. Part of it is kind of acknowledging what you need. And then taking mm -hmm. that next step of claiming it a little and, and being that person who yeah, needs that and has that. And what does that feel like? That's a, a great embodiment practice. What are some other practices and what is embodiment good for overall? I'm thinking like stress, I'm thinking anxiety, maybe just to kind of like achieving your goals and becoming that person that you want to be. Yeah. So embodiment and i <laughs> this is going to be real upfront but it's the truth embodiment is really good for allowing you yourself to evoke whatever the hell you want out of life period embodiment is the vehicle to create the life that you want without having to feel like you have to force and push and like kind of muscle your way into changing your life if that makes sense so Embodiment is also good for some of the quote unquote darker emotions that may come up when you are growing your business or when you are just going through any life changes. So I talked about the she who must be, which is very much in line with kind of closing the gap of where you are and where you want to be or who you want to become. But there's the other side of embodiment. And, you know, there's also the contrast when we're growing of feeling some darker stuff, some deeper stuff, right? There's fear that may come up. There's doubt that may come up. There's worry. There's panic. I've been playing in the panic for, for about a month. And it's, it's allowing your body to, to process those feelings so that they can move kind of up and out of you. And as you do that, you're creating more space for the truth to settle in. You're making more space to actually feel the abundance and the gratitude and the fulfillment and the joy. So Another very simple practice, and this definitely takes time, and this is why it's so important to have support um, in whatever way you can have that for somebody to hold you while you process this. But when you notice, if you're going through your day and you notice some, some doubt, you notice yourself thinking, oh my gosh, what if this doesn't work? Or what if this isn't good enough? You start noticing that chatter. Allow yourself to take two minutes and go inward and just feel where is that where is that emotion in your body was it what does it feel like to come up against doubt and or panic or fear or worry and do nothing else but to just let it like just presence it 
and just breathe through it without having to forcefully change it. Because what you'll find that as you do that, very naturally, you're going to kind of feel it subside. And that's when the mindset work is going to be way more effective versus just trying to kind of steamroll through some of those darker emotions, which we're kind of taught to do, right? Like, no, 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 don't feel like you got to keep going. You got to be productive. You got to keep going. But really the pathway to using embodiment to getting whatever the hell you want out of life, yes, is to use it for, for those really empowering, intangible ideas, making that tangible, but also allowing your body to feel those, those darker, deeper things so that it can easily just flow up and out of you and you can go about whatever it is that you're trying to create with so much more ease. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. Yeah, I can definitely re- relate to the steamrolling. And it might sound simple to just basically feel your feelings, but that is something that I think a lot of us are not practiced at doing. It's just not totally, you know, like we just, there's so much in life to distract us. It's not, you know, maybe we come from generations of people who have ignored their feelings and it's just not prioritized, but that is really powerful. And it kind of leads me into my next question of, you know, the importance of creating safety within your body or feeling safe as you explore these sort of darker feelings and emotions. Safety is really the key. And to your point, we have not been held in a society or maybe in close circles and families where it was accepted to show emotion, right? How often maybe were we growing up and we started crying and we started showing anger and it's like, no, 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 no. You got to stop. Right. Nope. None of that. We don't do that. Or, you know, like it was just that type of conditioning where our emotions were inherently wrong or just not, not convenient really for people. It's like, it's an inconvenience to feel feelings. So I also just want to quickly offer that if you are leaning more into feeling your feelings after years, decades of just steamrolling past them, that's, that's perfectly okay. And what I hear from some clients too, is that they start just feeling numb. They're so conditioned to not be in their bodies. that they're like, I just feel numb. I just don't feel anything. That's exactly right. That is a perfect place to start is numb and play with that. Mm, what, what does numb really feel like? I feel numb. Okay. I feel nothing. Okay, what does nothing feel like in my body? How does nothing feel? And just start playing with that because that's going to be the gateway to have more access to you and your and your body and your truth. Mm. I like that numbness because even the absence of feeling is a feeling. A feeling, exactly, <laughs> right? exactly. And so to get curious about that is mm-hmm. sort of that opening that door to yes. all the other feelings. Exactly, and. The biggest thing with safety too is to not make anything wrong, right? To not make the fear wrong, to not make the panic wrong. Because the more that we allow ourselves to feel on that spectrum is also the amount that we're expanding our ability to feel more of the good stuff. 
And that's just the contrast of life. We, when we sign up for big things, when we sign up for big goals, when we sign up for a big life, with that, we get to experience the contrast of holding that feeling of doubt and fear and all the things that come up with that and just feeling still so at peace with it. And just knowing that that's just creating more space for us to receive double the amount of abundance and fulfillment and joy. But when we feel safe in our bodies, everything is at your fingertips. There is literally nothing you can't do because so many things of what we're afraid to do. So for my clients, right? It's like, but I'm afraid to stand up in a really big way online. I'm scared to go through this launch because what if I fail? I'm scared of raising my prices because what if I feel, what if I hear no? All of these things that we put limitations on ourselves. Why? Because we don't want to feel certain things. But if you cultivate that safety in your body, nothing is off limits. You are, li- you are literally unstoppable. Yeah. And for the safety piece, do you find that it's easier, maybe not easier, but more helpful to work with someone? Or do you think it's something that you can cultivate on your own? I would say both. Um, there, Even if you work with someone, there has to be a willingness to allow yourself to feel. And that this sounds kind of, you know, strange, But a lot of times people invest and they think that that's the only thing required in order to create the change. But you have to be willing to bring that to your mentor, to your coach or to your guide. Right. You have to be willing to have somebody support you in that. And if or you have to be willing for yourself to feel that, you know what I'm saying? So I would actually say it's both definitely so, 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 so important to have support and somebody to guide you in that just because that way you don't feel like you're going to just be swallowed up in your emotions if you're still kind of cultivating safety um you have somebody there holding really like strong space for you i still have my own mentor even as somebody that practices this every single day um because there's always things that i want to be held in and i think that's the most healing thing but for sure Something that I do every single day, right, is allowing myself to have the space to feel things and allow myself to purge things through my body. So, yeah, I would kind of say both would be ideal as long as you are willing to feel those things. Yeah, as long as you have this sense that you're ready and not even 100%, but you have a certain amount of this feels like right and I should explore this. And I love how you mentioned that you can't sort of tamp down the negative emotions and then on the flip side, expect to feel all the positive emotions, you know, at this big level. And, you know, that really resonated with me because I I think I am afraid of negative emotions. And so you helped me realize this, that if I'm not willing to feel all those feelings that there's the whole counterpart and emotions are really just the spectrum. And so once you can open up to feeling all the feelings that makes life just that much richer and makes you just able to move through the world in less fear, because really there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just our minds really build up these ideas around feelings and pain and potential, you know, all the, all the protective things that we do in our heads, right. To keep us 
feeling safe and good. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so cool to be, believe me, I still kind of, when I feel really heavy things and I'm like, Oh my God, ow, 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 ow. it's like, Oh no, I don't want to go there. But now it's really cool because once you start expanding your safety and to feel everything, when you go for big things and you maybe come up against some disappointments, right? Just the other day I was getting coached and I was like, I just feel very disappointed. And they're like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with feeling disappointed? I'm like, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with feeling disappointment, right? So the more that you allow yourself to feel those things, and it's like when you, when you do feel those darker emotions of doubt or fear, now it's almost like I'm like rubbing my palms together, like, ooh, here we go again. This is exactly what I signed up for because I'm also available for a very big, beautiful, abundant, joyful, fulfilled life. That's what I'm signing up for. So I'm also signing up to feel everything that I have to feel to grow into that level of feeling all the juiciness that I know is on the other side of it. So I think just having that type of perspective, knowing you're on the right track, there's no wrong emotion. It doesn't make you wrong. You're not behind. You're not on the wrong path. It's just kind of like rubbing your palms together and being like, this is just part of it. Yeah. And it is really like building a muscle, you know, like the more you're able to lean into those more negative feelings, heavier feelings, the easier it does become. And I think it's kind of like when you bring things to the light, they like can't fester. Yeah. They can't continue to scare you and, and feel bigger than they actually are. And Mm -hmm. I think there's so much power in that and so much freedom. It just feels so much freer because it's like your emotions aren't controlling you. You're in the driver's seat. You're get to control how you feel, you know, how you deal with your emotions and how you process them and how you own them. Yeah. And so often underneath those big, scary feelings and those big, scary stories is often a part of you that was just kind of lost and misunderstood along the way. And what I think we don't talk about enough of, at least in the entrepreneurship space and in the personal development space, that it's not necessarily about casting away, quote unquote, bad parts of you, right? You need all of you to get to where you want to go, right? If you're listening to this and you want to scale to your first six figures, like, or you're at six figures wanting to scale to the next level, the next level looks level, like you need more of more of you is required, not less of you. So, you know, so often it feels like a big, scary monster, a ball of emotions that we're that's just going to swallow us whole. But often when we actually allow it to be felt, what's underneath there is a really beautiful, powerful part of you that just got maybe misunderstood or hurt or disappointed along the way. And it's actually craving your attention. Once that part of you has your attention, and you have more of you available, it's freaking game over as far as whatever goals you have that you want to create. Oh, I love that. I think you've mentioned that a couple of times to me, you know, inside of our coaching space too, like all of you is accepted here. Like all of you is meant to be here. And it's such a beautiful thing to have someone tell you that and know that that is what needs what you need to get to your next level. Like you said, you can't tamp down parts of you and like you need all of you here. And I think that some of us really do need that permission to show up fully. So it's, 
I just love your philosophy of that. And that's always been something that's like, yes, this is why, this is why I work with Daisy. Um, but I wanted to ask you one more question around, you know, when we feel our feelings or we feel really like connected to something this morning, I woke up and I remembered something that I heard on a podcast. And I remembered the feeling was really like in my heart. It was very like targeted though. And then I started thinking, well, you know, sometimes things aren't always felt there. Sometimes it's more in my chest. Sometimes it's more in my gut. Sometimes it's kind of above my head. So is there any significance to like where you feel things when you kind of feel like, oh, that's true? Yeah. So I kind of have, I guess, what I would say a little bit of a, an orthodox view on it. I'm really big on giving myself a path of least resistance. <laughs> so, and the same with my clients, like I want you to be able to, to just have a path of least resistance. Like we have made things so much harder on ourselves for so long. So here's what I would say to that. Yes, definitely. There are things, sim I call them symptoms, right? Like following the symptoms. There are different things that trigger emotions and those emotions are felt really strongly in certain parts of our body. I found that the less that I try to make myself make that mean something as much as just say, that's a part of me that needs release right now, that needs attention right now. There's something being stored here that I can kind of place my loving attention on that I can send my breath to. And that allows it more to open up. So I know if I feel a weight on my chest, that's, there's something weighing me down that I get to just open back up. A lot of times I feel blockages in my throat and I know ooh, there's a story there that wants to just open up and I get to kind of explore more. So the way that I do that is I'm able to, once I know where it's coming from in the body, so for example, in my throat, then as I kind of breathe through it, I just ask that part of me, what, what is the story here that wants to be released? What is, what's the story here that's causing me to feel choked? That's causing me to feel restriction that causes it's, it feels like a tension. It feels like, and I just start presencing it and asking it what, what's here that I get to release. What's here that I get to transform versus a lot of people may feel the urge to, okay, it's in the throat, but what does that mean? And what does that mean about me? And what does that and kind of going on that goose chase when in the, in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's just about knowing that there's just something there that wants to be released. That's, that's a part of, there's a story that's kind of trapped there. And all we need to do is just give it attention and just ask it, you know, what, what, what's here that wants to be released. And honestly, nine times out of 10 underneath it, there's a new part of me that I get to discover or like a new story that's like, no, I, I know that I'm here to share my voice. I know that I'm here to be big, bold, and audacious. So that's what I would say. I don't necessarily go too deep into what does each thing mean or like trying to find it outside of me going on a research path. I just take it as, okay, this is the part of me that's really feeling the story or this, or this emotion heavily. And I just go to that, that body part, give it breath, give it attention and see what's there. Love it. And so I want to ask you one last question. And I think this will help listeners to see how they can get grounded in their day. Can you share with us your practice for how you get grounded and how you do your embodiment work every day? Because I think 
that would be great for listeners to just have that example and maybe try and incorporate some of those things into their daily routine. Okay. One question to ask yourself every morning. What am I feeling? It sounds so simple, but I feel, I feel, ironically enough, I feel like so often when I ask people that, we're just like, oh yeah, I'm good. How are you? But when I really ask clients, like, how are you feeling right now? They're like, oh, um, I'm feeling this and a little bit of this and a flavor of that. And also, right, there's like so much that's harboring and festering underneath. The, the real way to get grounded is just to get more connected to what is present right now. Not what's on your calendar for the next hour, not what's coming up tomorrow, but really allowing yourself to drop in to what's present right now. So first question to ask yourself every morning is, what am I feeling? And the second question to ask yourself is, what do I need? Super powerful. Because then you're actually showing yourself that you do have your own back and that it is safe to feel things, right? So that's what I would, that's what I would leave everyone with. So simple. You could do the she who must be. That's super fun and like activating. But really to get grounded in the morning, what am I feeling and what do I need? Oh, I love it. It is simple. Often the most powerful things are very straightforward and simple and we overcomplicate them, right? Right? Yeah, and it's checking in with yourself and prioritizing yourself. Like you said, giving yourself that moment at the first part of your day of like, how are you? How are you doing? You know, and that's just like that little bit of love that can get us grounded in our day and then going through the rest of it, knowing that we already checked in with ourselves. We already Mm -hmm. cared for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. When we choose ourselves first thing in the morning, that is the most magnetic thing that we can do. I have noticed that even last year when I went through a really difficult time, it literally felt like my whole life was falling apart. I had a personal loss, unexpected loss, like my business going through a plateau. Like there was so much going on that I felt like was out of my control. But when I decided to choose myself in the morning, when I decided to give myself what I needed, despite everything that was happening, that was actually when things changed so rapidly that I was hitting like milestone fast five figure cash months. Like that is the most magnetic thing we can do for ourselves. So I know that we love to overcomplicate things and I'm guilty of it too, of what more can I add and what more do I need? And I feel like I'm missing something and let me go like do this new strategy. Let me do it. Like, and we can make it so much more complicated. But really, we can expect abundance and fulfillment and joy and all these things to choose us if we are not choosing it ourselves. So listeners, this is your permission to start with yourself in the morning because, and I know I don't need to give you permission, but I know that the way a lot of us operate, we do on some level feel like we need to ask even though we don't, but you heard it here. You heard it from Daisy. Yes. Permission granted. Yes. Start with yourself in the morning, every day. So before you leave, this has been a wonderful conversation. 
but I want to make sure that people know all the ways that they can get in touch with you, all the, the places. So you would share that with us. For sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's just such a joy. And I love that I've been able to, like I said, come on and share a little bit with your audience that you've so beautifully cultivated. And all of you listening, you're so lucky to have Kristen. Like literally, you're so lucky. You don't see her in session, but she is amazing, so passionate, so committed to all of you. So I just have to say that they're so lucky to have you. Thank you. Yeah, you can catch me over on Instagram. I'm most active there at the Liberated Latina. I have the Liberated Latina podcast. And yeah, I'm really here to help coaches, specifically my women of color coaches, unleash your voice. I think that for so long, we've been silenced, we've been diminished, we've been put into boxes and told this is how you get to succeed in business. And I'm here to tell you that is not at all true. And actually, when I broke out of those boxes and leaned more into me is when my business really took off. I saw 10k, 20k cash months coming in. So if you are a determined, committed coach, and you want to unleash your voice online and attract four or five figure clients into your programs. I'm your girl. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, I would love to see you over on the podcast, over on Instagram. And I got a private Facebook group that you can join too, seen and sought after coaches. Yes. They are all great places to see JC's brilliance. I'm lucky enough to get a front row seat. It's so hard for me to articulate the impact that working with Daisy has had, but I will say like unlocking your voice is like, it's kind of just the start. Yeah. Which I know is a huge thing, but there are so many other things that get unlocked and amplified and turned up and yeah, all the things. So thank you again so much, Daisy, for coming on the show, sharing your knowledge and wisdom about what I think is a really important topic that will really help the women who listen to this show. So thank you again. Of course. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.